What's going on, podcast family? This is Art Morrison III, host of the Third Degree Podcast, and this is another episode, kind of a part two to the last episode of the Hoop Chatter segments, the top 12 Hoop Chatter segments, where we talked about the relationship between the NBA and the NCAA. Um, So we talked about pay to play with the NCAA, and now we're talking about the relationship between the NBA and the NCAA, because earlier this year, the NBA began to allow players to go straight from high school to or into like an NBA filter program kind of associated with the NBA G League, formerly the D League or Developmental League. So the NBA is kind of tapping into that different um, transitional option for young players that kind of bumps heads with the NCAA a little bit. So Rob Tarkin and I looked into this and just gave our feedback on what we think this means. Um, So I hope you guys enjoy this part two of the NBA versus the NBA. Excuse me, the NBA versus the NCAA. See you guys, or I gotta stop saying see you guys. Catch you guys on the next episode. All right, guys, part two of the NCAA pay for play. We're gonna get basketball specific, and we're gonna talk about the relationship between the NCAA and the NBA and how it could be better. Um, My boy Rob to my right, the analyst. My boy Kevin Tarker to my left, the agent. We are. Ready to hear Rob's strategy. He has a concept that involves the G League and NCAA and all that. He strongly feels that players are not ready when they enter the NBA under the new rule. I obviously disagree a little bit. We talked about it earlier. Tarka kind of disagrees, but he always plays the middle ground until the record button is hit. He doesn't argue off the air. Me and Rob, we wrestle off the air (laughs) verbally (laughs) and physically. But Tarka holds it in. Then the mic goes on. He shocks us all with a, with a take. That's a fact. Because um, he knows we won't cuss him out on the air. But anyway, um, strategy. Baby. I'm, I'm excited for this. Don't forget, follow us at Hoop Chatter Podcast on Instagram. Email us more topics and things like that at info at abovemaxbball.org. Uh, let's dive right into it. So last episode, we talked about, yeah, fill up the wine because my joint's empty. Kansas is empty. Okay, can we get a little bit of more water? My mouth is so dry. You know wine makes your mouth dry. Guys, last episode, we talked about NCAA pay-to-play and some opportunities and strategies there. This week, we're continuing that conversation and talking basketball-specific and the relationship between the NCAA and the NBA. So, Rob, give us your how you feel that relationship. Like, what it should look like. I, 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 think, I think the NBA should, should use their, um, their farm system, quote-unquote, the G League, and mirror it after the MLB, right? They should allow kids, if they want to come out of high school to get drafted, they come out, and if they don't, the MLB makes guys do three years. I think Wait, can, right now, as it stands, if you leave high school, can you go right to the G League? No. You have to go overseas? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you can't, you can't, go, you can't go right from high school to any NBA affiliate. Okay, cool. Um, so, in baseball, I know guys either come out of high school and get drafted – or they go to college and do three years. I don't think they can get drafted while in college. I need to check up on that. But I propose for the NBA-NCAA relationship, they should allow guys to come out of high school, they get drafted by a team, and the team can stash them in the G League for a year or two, let them, let them you know, get acclimated to not only the schedule, the travel, the lifestyle, um, just overall the game in itself and everything around it and let, allow them to mature, Right. What I'm seeing now with a lot of these kids coming out of college doing these one-and-dones where they're really in school for six months and then they're training for the NBA, they go into the NBA, and a lot of them are not ready physically, mentally, uh, going from 30, 35 games a year to 82. Agreed, right. 
They're just their bodies, they're these ACL injuries. They're just they're just not ready. And I think a lot of NBA fans see a lack in product, especially with these teams that are continually losing and getting these top picks that are 18 and they're taking them four to five years to really come into their own. So why not A allow them to grow and get better while still being able to be compensated and be and, and, and allow the NBA to um, so go into the compensation part, though. Right. So with with the compensation piece, I think if a kid denies to go into the draft after high school, goes into their freshman year of college, after their freshman year, they should be allowed to enter the NBA draft. The NBA draft should be expanded to a third round or maybe even a third and fourth round and allow teams to pick younger players that they can draft. Their salaries would then be put into escrow and accrue interest. And they will be fully guaranteed, barring an injury that a person may receive by staying in school an additional year before coming out. They would get that money. So they'd stay in school while they being compensated? They would stay in school while okay. being compensated. While being compensated, that money would, would be there for them. So right? here's two holes in that. And the target, you can tell me, I'm going to pass it right to you to be mm-hmm. quick. So now you're the NCAA now is competing with the G League with that strategy. It's a conflict of interest. You're saying you can stay in school and we'll pay you, but then you're also saying, Hey, you guys can can come right to us and, and we'll mold you. So who's doing the molding, right? Um, was my my first kind of alarm. Talking, you had something to say. Well, just piggybacking on that. I mean, that would it would have to be something that the NCAA approves because technically speaking, the issue you run into is that that player who decides to take that contract um, is now ineligible to compete in NCAA collegiate athletics. Correct. Mm-hmm. Well, with the, from the compensation piece, MLB and NCAA are doing it now. Guys aren't getting drafted, but they're turning down going into the draft in high school to go to college and have to do three years. So they have to do three years, but they're getting money put into escrow? They're not. I do not believe they are. So that that's the problem there. Okay, that's cool. The biggest difference. So here's my thing, but I agree with you that players sometimes aren't ready. And I want you guys to hear me very closely. Listeners, Rob, <laughs> talk to you too, but Rob, you know what I mean? I, because of how I am as a person, I agree that players sometimes aren't ready. I agree that sometimes it rains outside. I agree that sometimes, you know, uh, you have bad days and you have good days. You guys get where I'm going with this. So what I'm saying is that there are many events where players aren't ready, but there are many events where players are. I think those events should be dictated by the experience. So, like, I coach AAU, obviously. I use my nephew, for example. He's in seventh grade. Sometimes I'll play him with the 10th graders, the high schoolers. Yep. I'll play him up. I know that he's not ready, but I know that him playing up is the best way to develop him, right? Whether he fails or succeeds, the experience is bar none. And then the development as well, I think, personally, this is the way I am, is bar none. That's how I am as a person even... I like doing things I'm not ready for because they prepare me. So from an NBA and sports perspective, why tell a kid playing college to prepare more when in reality, college will never really prepare you for the NBA because there's four times as many games, because you don't have classes and you have free time, you have to deal with money management now. Doing four years and doing one year outside of your body developing and you being just more mature because of age doesn't do anything, in my opinion. This is all opinion. So everyone who's listening, it's opinion. That's how I feel. So what I'm looking at is why not let the 18-year-old go to the NBA and take the fast track of learning Mm -hmm. while making money Mm 
mm-hmm. right? While getting the experience, while playing against better competition, even though the NCAA competition would raise under that model, right? You're not going to get as good a competition as playing against 30-year-olds in the NBA. Why not just let them go? So here's what I'm saying. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. All in all, what I'm saying is if we remove all rules and restrictions, which is the only thing I don't like about the NCAA, forget competition and all that, I just don't like the rules and restrictions. If we remove the restrictions and let players graduate high school at 18, they're legally an adult, let them do whatever the F they want to do. Right. That, I believe, would solve many problems because now we would get kids who want to do four years because daddy did four years or because they just like college and they're addicted to college life. We would get kids who go right to the NBA because they're ready. We would get kids who would go to college because their older brother went to the NBA and wasn't ready and now is out of a job. You would It would right. even the playing field just off of the big word experience. A couple points. One, I wholeheartedly agree with your stance on allowing players to go to the NBA directly from high school. Right. Uh, if it should be a free market, yep. uh, if you're good enough, you should be able to go right. So they, they shouldn't limit you. Now I think the NBA does a decent job um, of of providing reasons why because I would agree with them. You know, yeah. physically and emotionally, who's ready for the NBA as an 18 year old? Not many. Nope. Now there has been a few. Um, maybe there will be a couple in the future. Uh, was Zion ready if he didn't go to Duke? Probably, who knows? Uh, but but the point of that is they should be able to. Now, at the end of the day, how many players are going to try that path? Probably a lot. And unfortunately, uh, most of which it won't pan out. Mm-hmm. So they will take a bad uh, a route and, and will make a mistake. But guess what? That's on them because they're grown men. Now, unfortunately, again, I know how many different arms are pulling them in different directions, and yeah. there will be a lot of bad advice, and people will have to learn through mistakes. That's why I like allowing them to get an agent, like but, we talked about. But then when you bring the agent side in and you allow them to get the agent, that that definitely helps because they're, they're, they're educated, and that's the biggest piece that young kids are missing right now, the education about how to be a professional on and off the floor. Oh, man. Right? But... Um, I will say something else, and the reason why before when you mentioned about the G League and, and having to go to college, so I, I hesitated, but I kind of let you finish your thoughts. So it's interesting, and, and this will this this might affect um, your thought process. No, <laughs> <laughs> this is going to affect our relationship. So last year, in the fall of 2018, the G League came out and said, "Hey, we're trying this new thing for next season, which is this season, 1920." We're introducing a select contract. And they said, we are going to allow kids that college isn't their path to come to the G League if they're not eligible for the draft. Right. And they're going to say, and they're going to say, if you're 18, uh, and they said, if you're 18 and, and you want to go to the NBA, but you can't come to the G League, we're going to pay you $125,000 as a salary. And then the next year you can go to the draft. Now, they thought, wow, this is going to be amazing. Like, kids from high school are going to jump on this. And I, I tried to find, and to my knowledge, literally zero people took advantage of that. I think for a couple of reasons. Which, yeah. which, which makes you think, like, because yeah. that's kind of what you were saying, is allowing, allowing these players to go get drafted and develop there, but a little bit mixed with, because they're still, they're still in college. But anyways, that path they offered, like, come to the G League, develop, and then you can go to the NBA draft. So a couple issues that I think were with that, and then I'll let you kind of voice your thoughts, is 
one, um, teams teams would teams would develop a player, and then the players would be eligible for the draft. So why would it make sense for teams to invest in that when the next year they can go to the draft, another team can pick them up? Um, the second thing is. Now you're telling me that if, if you look at the rosters, you're mm-hmm. telling me that an 18-year-old dude mm-hmm. who's the top-ranked high school player in the country is going to come in to a team, get paid $125,000, and on that same roster, you got dudes that have been grinding and have NBA experience making 75% less than them. That's going to be some interesting practices, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's why I think. And, and then Guys also have been stuck in the D League for ten years. They're just scrapping and clawing. And and if I'm if I'm twenty six years old and I got an eighteen year old coming, no, no, no. This this is how it's welcome to the NBA, <laughs> you know. And it's not even the NBA. Anyways, uh, and then the other thing is, you know, Australia has been great at um, their kind of their partnership. Um, with with the NBA and, and and I forgot the name of the program the the, the star, next stars program or something mm-hmm. where you see guys like Lonzo and 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 RJ go there and develop Lonzo, for one year. Lamelo. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, Lamelo. Lamelo RJ. Um, go there, develop for a I year. I love that program. It's great. It's fantastic. Develop for a year in a grown ass man league. Get better. Get paid. Whether it's you know fifty thousand or or two hundred thousand, whatever their contracts are, it doesn't matter. They're getting paid as professionals, and then they're gonna go set themselves up to be drafted. So anyways, I just thought I'd bring that to the table that like it's interesting that they tried kind of that path a little bit, but it didn't succeed. Now, if that number jumped up um, and kind of guaranteed more more of a salary, would that change things? Maybe. Would that cause more problems internally? Maybe. I don't know, but it's just an interesting um, kind of opportunity for a solution that didn't seem to go... Guys, let's, let's be honest, right? We all played ball growing up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, I'm, you might not because you're aging. Don't nobody want to play in no goddamn G League, bro. <laughs> nobody want to play in it. When we was issue, growing bro. up, overseas players could make less. It didn't matter. The experience of going over there, the whole concept of, like, you're leaving the country to play ball, to chase a dream, was better than playing in the G League, bro. It was college, overseas, or NBA. Nobody wants to play in the, in the, in the D League, G League, whatever you want to call it. They just don't want to play in it. The concept of playing in practice gyms, right, that aren't arenas, the concept of... A lot of those guys still work at, yo, I know guys in the G League that also work at Foot Locker, bro. Like, I, I know personally, you know what I mean? So, and that, everybody's not like that. But my point in saying is, when you have to explain that to a kid, no matter how good he is, no matter how much you pay him, he don't want to go. Yeah. He's going to take that Next Stars program or whatever in Australia. He's going to go pay for, in Lithuania, like LaMelo did, or... Yo, they LaBello and them made up a league, the JBA. They would rather make up a league and they got mad kids to play in that joint rather than go play in the G League. That's the problem. It's not a marketable league. They tried to they had to get money from Gatorade and now they changed it to the G League to make it like a little more popping and it didn't really work. I don't see like the, the I like the NCAA route better than the G League, the, more so. The issue the biggest thing with the issue is how this will hurt the kids. That instead of getting drafted in a draft by the NBA and getting a million, couple million dollar contract, and that being your contract, and then that team stashes you and puts you down in the G League while you're making millions and you can grow to go straight from high school 
to the G League and now you're getting 125K? Because if that kid doesn't show well, he will lower his draft status that next year. So you see, you yeah, get, you get no, what no, I'm saying? I, that? Absolutely. So absolutely, for, so, and you're giving up the your your opportunity to go earn a two hundred fifty thousand dollars free education. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So there are arguments. Trust me, as it, much it, as I hate the NCA, there are there are arguments for guys that yeah. you better take that scholarship. It, I don't care where it is. Exactly, so, because at least going to college first, you're one playing against your peers, not grown men that have been on it. I mean, some of these dudes in the G League, man, like they'll have a couple seasons in the NBA. They'll go down like Josh, like Josh Jackson's in the G League right now. Right, killing dudes. Look, trust me when I tell you the G League is the most talented it's, it's ever been. It's you no feel me? Like right he's now. in the G League, killing no dudes. Joke. He was a number four overall pick out of Kansas, like, which is a sad, sad. Yeah, but and that's but here's the thing though. He was a number four pick. He wasn't ready, and where did he end up anyway? G League. But that's he's, what but, I'm but, but he's getting paid X million dollars to be okay. there. I know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So why put him yeah. there for 125 and mold him or make him stay in college? Yo, go try. If you suck, we drop you down. We keep bringing you up, or you end but, up there anyway. But but for those kids out of high school, I mean, we're really talking about probably five kids, if even that many, that NBA teams would really look at drafting out of high school. Forget Jeff. Uh, even with the one and done, with the one NCAA rule as it stands, two and done. My point is. There shouldn't be a you have to stay in college. Even if it is five kids, those five kids right now have to go to college for a year. Yeah. Right? Or so overseas. Five. Right. Or or overseas. But I'm saying if you remove that, now everyone makes a true, raw decision based on their situation. Not a generic based on what the NCAA wants. We're catering to them. Yo, if I'm poor and I'm low-key, I have a learning disability... Right, and I'm gonna go one and done at a school where I can learn at. You want to go straight out of high school? I, yo, I, it's dangerous because now it's like, oh, I was a troubled kid because I got all S. Maybe I have a like. It's yo, let maybe they want me right out of high school. Right, take me now, then jump me down to the D League. Let me stink it up for a year or two in the NBA. But I'm making my millions. But I'm making my millions, and I'm compete. I'm competing against the LeBrons. I'm competing against Luca. Yo, what better training than that? What better preparation than that? So, like, I get what you're saying about, like, I guess my Lonzo old- Ball and those guys, like, they're, they're like, Brandon Ingram, you're like, well, they didn't flourish till year three and four anyway. Why not spend that time in college? I could tell you why not. A, the money, and B, would they, and I asked you and Malcolm straight up, Malcolm's another friend of ours, I asked you straight up, I said, do you think Brandon Ingram in year four now would is better than he would have been Year one in the NBA after doing four years in college, you see what I'm saying? So oh, he, oh, tremendously better now because he's playing against the best in the world. Not that's why I feel. Players. That's why right. I feel. But I, no, not, not I, to I, argue. I, I, but I, I guess, and everyone's situation is different. No question. And I guess my whole proposal with this was more so providing a safety net for those guys that won't cut it. But it's theirs. The G League is there right now. But I mean, I, I mean, I'm I'm, ter- I'm talking in terms of. Your idea of like the draft and then go back to school. I mean, look, in, in getting, theory, getting in theory, drafted while in school. Yeah, yeah, in theory, it it's makes great. the college game better because yeah. now you get some of those rivalries back where you no, got kids. I, I agree. If if the NCAA came out and said that they would agree to that, that's a very interesting. <laughs> that's I mean, the big part. That, that, right. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying, it's that's that's interesting. The other thing is too, we keep tying in education and NCAA, bro. You can play in the NBA and still get education, even online. You can play overseas. And still get an education. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, like, 
you know, like we just had a whole segment about Tucker being a walk-on. You know what I mean? We have, yeah. yo, there's opportunity. So from an NBA perspective, it's not their job to worry about that. It's right. their job to allow opportunity in, and it's their job to allow as much freedom so that they can take risk on the best players. If that player doesn't pan out, you try to make him pan out, and if he doesn't, you cut him. Yo, they're, they're like guys are still getting cut, so you can baby them in the beginning. But at the end of the day, year four or five, they're not cutting it; they're getting cut. So why baby them for four years or put them through this weird program when if they're not cutting it, ultimately now you just wasted four years of your time, your funding, and theirs because you're gonna cut them anyway. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why they keep guys in school for that year too. Is you know rightfully so, like I said, on some angles, but for them to delay one year of guys coming to them, it's in their minds, free training. They're 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 developing. They're growing physically and emotionally. Growth, and yeah. um, you know, if they're playing in, in in a high competition conference and at a power school, then yeah, they're sure they're getting better. They're working on their game. So that's that's free training where they don't have them as um, you know an asset in their organization that they're paying. Um, they're 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 developing without them having to pay them. So. Yeah. And if it's not an organization you trust, you're talking about the Coach K's. Right, or, right, right, yeah, right. I get it. I, I do get. It. I don't mind the one year rule. I hated it in the beginning, but now I'm like. Make them do one year of college so that kid can say they went to college. That's important. We talked about earlier, like, I'm the first person in my family to go to college. Like, that's a big thing. You're making me do one year. Um, at the same time, though, like, let me and my family maybe make that choice. Yeah. Of and doing that one year. Like, I don't know. Well, look, what this comes down to now is, is education. Educate yourself on the process. You know, that that's why it needs to be... Um, more um, transparent the the relationship between agents and coaches and players because or or or, or invest money in educating the players yourselves with the which the NCAA says they do about yeah. oh how to get drafted but they don't I think the um, NBA could do a better job too yeah, with the young guys and it's like look you know everybody's situations can be different like why yeah. okay if you're gonna choose to go to school why are you going to school are you are you thoroughly uh, interested in biology or finance great do it that might be the right path for you yeah. uh, if not if school is not for you and you're doing it just to get a degree what why it's 2020 you don't yeah, need a degree, need a degree. To, to, to you know like and and for those of you listening that that think that means that you know you don't need a degree to be successful and you're just going to kind of you know flop off the couch and get into a job that's not what i'm saying you know but the point of that Thanks is for say, the clarification got you, I got, you. <laughs> got you um but 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 the point of that is is everybody has to educate themselves and ask themselves what is the reason for them going early what is the reason for them deciding to not go to college what is the reason or the pros and cons for them going to college and in most cases it's going to be go to college in 99.9 percent of the cases it's going to be go to college yeah yep. you know now they're doing a decent job about um this is kind of another tangent but about testing the waters you know that they're allowing guys now that are in college to to get feedback from nba front offices by testing the waters so that's a step in the right direction the nba has done a pretty good job on um about saying look they're going to give you feedback on whether you're going to be first or second round draft or undrafted and you should go back to school and based on that information if you educate yourself enough and and ask enough questions you will have that decision made for you um yeah, so, another, another thing that i talked about in this topic was you know outside of basketball right in the business world you can find a seminar course or class in literally anything one thing i haven't heard the nba doing was doing that for their players in regards to brand building, uh, maturing, uh, money, uh, you know, financial planning, money management, all the kind of stuff or the issues that um, the young guys fall into. And I think if they were to do something like that, and not a lame like, oh, it's a training this team makes us do, but a real like bring in old NBA players, bring in Kobe to talk about mental toughness. Like 
I mean, I don't know if Kobe would make would want to demand money off that, but someone who'd be willing to no. do it at an affordable so, cost. Imagine if they did that. First of all, we would hear about it. That's how I know it's not happening because we would hear about it. But B, that would help and solve a lot of the problems that you're talking about, that maturity problem. If an 18-year-old or 19-year-old is drafted right out of high school and for the first month they don't even not even touching a ball yet, but now Kobe came in and talked to him about mental toughness, one of those NBA players that went broke and then made their money back by investing in Starbucks or whatever comes in and talks about money management, right, so, and things like that. So it's a great point, one that not many people kind of communicate, but I will say that the NBA does some of that, but okay. the Players Association is phenomenal. Oh, I forgot about the NBA Players Association. Players Association which, which now, is that mandatory? Oh, oh, it's one of the best, it's, probably the best in American sports, right? It's, are those mandatory? No, 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 but they offer them as resources. Okay. So the guys that are interested in bettering themselves, I mean, they, like when I tell you, they, I can't wait to have a client in the NBA because I'm going with him to all these things. Like they have unbelievable um, seminars. They have, um, you know, uh, technology and sports where they bring in venture capitalists to teach about, you know, uh, raising money or, yeah. um, you know, they, they have a trip to Milan every year and they go to some of the top brands, international brands, and they learn. They have a course that's, you know, they have all sorts of resources for the players. And again, that's the players' union. That's why yeah, they do yeah, such a yeah. great job, not the NBA. Um, but I, I but would it's recommend just you know, the NBA don't... partnering with them and making it, and making it. I won't say mandatory, but implementing it into, like, after you know, all those drafts, after draft week, bro, like, they, they all have a week training yeah, camp of they, just stuff they like have that. Tra- they have some transition stuff, that uh, some of which I'm, I'm less familiar with because I don't have an NBA, NBA client, client yet. Yeah. Um, but, but I know they do. I know they've I been doing you. a good job. I know they've been doing a good job on that. So That's pretty dope, man. So, look, we're coming up on 25 minutes. We're going to keep this one short because the last couple we've been going over. Plus, this is a part two, so you already just... Heard us say NCAA a thousand times probably in, in the last two episodes. <laughs> so look, listen, if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's at Hoop Chatter Podcast. If you want to give us some feedback or give us a topic, it's info at org. Thank you all for listening so much. We've been having a blast. We're coming up on double-digit episodes. Thanks again for following, watching, and listening. Don't forget to share, like, comment, tell a friend, all that. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts. Every platform you can name. So, with all that being said, we appreciate you, and we'll chat next week. Peace.